What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with today for this very special Oscar predictions episode. Tom, how you doing today, bud? I'm doing, man. I'm hanging in there. And from Awards Predicts, Jorge, how you doing today, bud? Good. Good. Uh, also hanging in there. Good, good. The uh, longest season, I think, of all time, and hopefully not to be re- re- repeated this year, is finally... <laughs> over um so today we are going to run down all 24 oscar categories and run our predictions for each of these categories uh before we get into the categories themselves uh just a bit of news that i wanted to get your opinion on so uh laura dern and hugh jackman are going to star in florian zeller's the son tom i'll start with you did you like the father i love the father because I know we have it. I told you that I saw it a few months ago, months ago, but we never touched base on whether you liked it or not. You loved it. I loved it, but I am. I have to admit, I'm a little surprised that it's getting awards love. Really? Yeah. What are, What about you, Jorge? What do you think about the the news and the father as a whole? I think it's exciting. I, they're both very good, obviously. Um, yep. I like the movie a lot. Um, I think I, you know, I think Hopkins might actually have given the best performance of his career, or maybe of Agreed. the year at least. Uh, I'm not as surprised as Tom, and the reason for that is because I have very old parents, and they always are a good barometer for me of at least a certain segment of the Academy. You know, there's like the newer people, but there's always those older voters, and they just loved The Father when I showed it to them. Really? It was like the best movie they'd ever seen, and I was like, okay, well, this is going to do well. But, you know, it doesn't mean it wins things, but it means it gets, it has enough that it gets gets into some nominations, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think the... What I liked about the father a lot is I'm a and Tom and I are very very big horror fans, and a lot of segments of that film felt like a traditional old school psychological horror film. Did you you agree with that, Tom? Oh, absolutely, and and that's that's part of why uh, that that's a little bit where my surprise comes in that that this film has done so well this award season because I mean, it's a drama, but there are moments where it does feel like you know a pure thriller. Uh, there are there are throw throws to to horror, the horror genre. So yeah, all all of those elements make me a little surprised that it's it's gone so far for sure. But the casting news is great. Love Laura Dern, love Hugh Jackman. So that should be an interesting film once it's released. And then the other bit of news, I know Tom and I talk off the line about theaters, and the news broke this week that the ArcLight theaters are closing and. Tom, I'll start off with you. What are your thoughts on that? It breaks my heart. I've actually been to ArcLight. Um, one of my really good friends and ex-podcast uh, host, Fumi, lives in LA. And she and I went to ArcLight to go see, I believe, it, yeah, it was Halloween 2018. Nice. Um, so I've been there, and it does devastate me and break my heart to hear that that theater is not going to come back roaring. I, uh, before I get to Horde, I, I have a feeling that someone will save it if you know, I I don't, and one I believe the dome is a mon, uh, a landmark, so it's not like it's going. They're not they're not going to tear it down or anything along those lines. Uh, Jorge, what about you? What do you think about the news? I mean, it's sad. 
you know, like yeah. I live in New York City and you're used um, you know the Zigfield closed yeah. a few years ago and I mean I can't even remember everything. Some of our favorite screening the, rooms closed. The pa- and then um, the pa- the Paris Theater closed and then Netflix bought it. Yeah, right. That was saved. Um, that's that's right. Way, aren't we down are, speaking of Oscars, aren't we down to twenty three categories this year? I well yeah, you're right, twenty three. I apologize. I forgot about the sound sa- the sounds are, are now one category. Yeah. Big change. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I suspect, I mean, I think there's a good chance someone will save this. If not, then, uh, if that's the first of many to close. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. But let's get into it, guys. I just want to get your quick thoughts. When did you first get into the Oscars? Were you a young lad or were you older in life when you got into the Oscars, Tom? You know, honestly, I I can't remember when. That's how long I've been into it. I knew that I was a different kid. I mean, I was always into sports and all the live video games and all the like. um, But I always had an interest in film and in TV as far as I can remember. And I I can remember being eight years old and watching uh, Roberto Benigni win for Life is Beautiful. Nice. Um, So that's how far back I've been into film awards. Oh, what about you, Jorge? Uh, definitely. I'm trying to think. I think Braveheart was the first year that I watched, and I was like 13. So since around, you know, young teenage years. Nice. For me, it was uh, 1997, the whole Titanic L.A. Confidential year. Oh, um, yeah. I got a lot of people. Yeah, for me, it was... Uh, I've I've grown I, when I was younger. I was like an obnoxious brat that thought Titanic was the worst thing ever, and it really isn't. It's a good movie, um, and I totally understand <laughs> why why it won. I just love L- L.A. Confidential, and it, I I kind of uh, co co-sign what you said, Tom. I was one of those that when I was a kid, I I always knew I was into different types of films and appreciated other types of films because I remember when I was a little kid and um, I'd seen The Godfather early in life and. Um, all my friends were into Scarface and they thought Scarface was like this second coming of Christ. And then I'm here <laughs> talking about the Godfather. This, and they're like, why do you like that? Al Pacino's so much better in Scarface. And I'm like, well, about that. So, but no, not <laughs> 1997 was pretty much a starter for me. And then it took off from there. Um, and then before the year started, this long, long, long year. Did you have a best picture prediction in mind of what you thought that was coming out back in 2020? They were like, okay, I think this could do it. Tom, I'll start with you. Yeah, I thought, um, and you and I have talked, I think, uh, amply about this, but Many Saints of Newark was kind of on my radar. I'm, I'm, I was on the same boat. For me, it was, uh, Trial of the Chicago Seven and then The Five Bloods. Those are the two that I was like, I think these, oh, and Mank, of course. Those are the three that I thought were going to be players this year. Uh, Hode, what about you? Did you have a year in advance idea of what do you think was going to win Best Picture? You know, I used to do that. Um, not really the, anymore. I feel like it's nev- it never is. I mean, ha- yeah. who has ever actually predicted that? Um, so, no, not really. I mean, I was there were films I was looking forward to, like Dune and West Side Story. I didn't think they were going to be necessarily Best Picture contenders. But obviously, um, you know, everything got thrown into a loop. Yeah, for sure. I I. I do it just for fun, just to see where I land. And about, I've, six of the ten that I predicted were not even released this year, so it was it, it didn't turn out very well. I only ended up with um, Mank and Charlie Chicago Seven. So wow, yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, I 
Oh, it it was last year, 2019, going into, yeah, for the 2019 Oscar year. I had the woman in the window predicted, and now that movie's going to get dumped on Netflix, so. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm not even sure what I'm going to watch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I always have I always have those random ones that I just get thrown in there. But I I am excited that Many Sins of Newark got moved to September. So hopefully that that's for a reason and not just because of COVID. So, but let's get into it, guys. Uh, we can start off with the shorts. Uh, these should be relatively quick. I'll start off with best live action short film nominees are Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, and Wide Eye. Uh, for me, I think it's between the letter room and two distant strangers. And I actually just saw two distant strangers yesterday. And I think with the times that we're in, I think this is my pick to win. Uh, Tom, what, what do you have here? I, th- I think you're spot on. I mean, the name alone. Um, when I saw this, I was like, oh, the name alone. Come on. That's just so reflective of, of this year. Uh, and I saw it and I liked it. And uh, I think it's probably two distant strangers. Hold it. What, what do you have? Agreed. I would think that's actually, you know, it's rare that we have an easy short call, but I think this was an easy one just because of the subject matter. Agreed. I actually would have the feeling through in second place because I just thought it was so powerful emotionally, but I think it's definitely Two Distant Strangers. Agreed. Did you like Two Distant Strangers? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, same. Uh, Next up, Best Animated Short Film. This is where I'm going to be full disclosure. I did not see any of these this year same um, so I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna just shoot in the dark but i'm going for me i'm i'm gonna stick with disney and netflix so i'll go with burrow or if anything happens if anything happens i love you that's pretty much where i'm at there uh tom you're at you're on the same boat uh burrow yep what about you jorge where are you at there i think if anything happens i love you it's you know it's about two parents that are mourning the loss of a child in a shooting. Okay. And I mean, it's, you know, like it's in the news every day right now. They're voting right now. Burrow is also obviously a contender. So probably could be second place, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go with, if, if anything happens, I love you. Nice. So right. you definitely recommend seeing that one. Oh, it's sad, but yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Best documentary short nominees are Colette. A concerto is a conversation. Do not split hunger ward and a love song for Latasha. Uh, I I saw a love song for Nat- Latasha. That's what I have winning with a Colette uh, as a possible spoiler. There, did you see any of these, Tom? Uh, I actually have Colette as the number as one. a winner. Oh, what about you, Hoda? What do you have there? Um, it's a tough one. Um, you know, I think I agree with you. Actually, I think it's between Colette and Love Song. Love Song is kind of again timely and also the type of. Uh, documentary short sort of focuses on one person that can win sometimes. Yep. Um, although maybe a little bit of the stylization of it, I, I haven't seen that win before. Um, and so it's a really tough call for me. I'm leaning uh, Love Song, but it, it might be Colette as well. Agree. All righty. And I think the rest of these, we'll probably have a much deeper conversation on. Uh, next up, best visual effects. So nominees are Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, Tenet. So this is this is tough for me. I for me I have Tenet. I actually think it's really great visual effects in that film. But something tells me that you have to look out for the Midnight Sky. And that's kind of what's hold preventing me from fully being a hundred percent on board with tenant i'm i'm with tenant right now but when i write up my predictions at the end of the week it would have shocked me if i switched my prediction there uh t- rob i mean uh tom what do you have 
I don't know. I, I, I can't see how anything will beat Tenet. I mean, the scenes of everything going backward alone, right? Like, yeah. I, did you like Did you like Tenet? I know it's a very divisive film. I, I personally really enjoyed it. I know you did. Um, <laughs> I only made it an hour in. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I fell asleep. And I do intend on going back to finish it. I just haven't gotten around to it. And I didn't fall asleep because I was bored or, or that it was too too heavy of a subject matter um, uh, or required too much focus. I just I was really, really tired that day. I had a bad work day. Thought, all right, let me sit down and bang this out. And I did fall asleep because I was too tired. I just haven't gotten back to, to finishing I, it out. I jokingly said this was around the time that I binged Twin Peaks and I had just finished Twin Peaks. And if anyone that's ever seen Twin Peaks knows, that's one of the most confusing shows you'll ever watch. So watching Tenet was was relatively easy to fo- follow through. Uh, what about you, Jorge? What do you have here? Yeah, I think Tenet. I mean, wasn't there was a year where sort of uh, Nolan had out Interstellar and it was divisive and it did well in tech and got like five tech nominations. Yep. Yep. And I think it wasn't facing a Best Picture nominee, and so it was sort of the prestige movie, if you will. Um, I actually wonder. I wonder um, if you look back at the history of the award for the last twenty years. I think the only time that a movie's won its sole nomination there um was the jungle book and so i wonder if the one and only ivan has a shot there that's true um ooh. you know it's the only time that's happened um in in like a very long time but it's kind of the same concept um so that's the one that i'm looking out for the spoiler i just don't think that the midnight sky has that sort of visual effect i agree or, jorge yeah i just don't think it's just not a, for me it's like oh visual effects okay there's some visual effects but i didn't think of it as i thought of it as a cinematography movie Exactly. Yeah. The re. No, yeah. The reason that um, the I do have the Midnight Sky as a potential spoiler is because of the recent trend. Look at last year, nineteen seventeen, winning visual effects when Avengers Endgame is sitting right there, a movie that is dependent on visual effects and it doesn't pull out the win. That's and plus nineteen seventeen was a Best Picture nominee, so that helped to push it over the uh, finish line there. Probably. Yeah, but that's a. Yeah, so so anyway, I think Tenet, I actually have the one and only Evan as my second place. Okay. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised with anything. This is a category that does surprise. But, yep. Yeah. Uh, moving on to a category that I don't think will surprise anyone, Best Production Design. Uh, nominations are The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, Tenet. And for me, this is Mank, and it's a slam dunk. There's nothing else that's coming close to this. Uh, Tom, Agreed. Yeah. Oh, same for you. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, you know, this one has surprised a couple times, but you know, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, yeah, in second place. Um, but no, I think Mank. I mean, I'm not someone that I'm going to spend too much time thinking about. Yeah, and I mean, this is one of those movies that I loved a lot more than most. So at least it's not going to go Irishman home and without any any Oscars. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, yeah, I don't think they're going to do the, a, a sort of you know or Gangs of New York to it, right? Like yep. zero. Um, I, yeah, I it, don't think that's what the fate for this and it, movie. And it's not one of the. I'm I'm surprised that you know I I expected when I saw that it was going to not appease everybody because of the subject matter i mean i i love old hollywood i just love any story about old hollywood so just the fact that it just wasn't about citizen kane it was about also about the politics of hollywood during that era it was really interesting to me but i've spoken to a lot of more um casual folks that just love david fincher you know the fight club folks that think fight club is the 
the best thing ever and you know they're like oh this is like one of the worst films david finch has ever done and i'm like well about that that's definitely not accurate but um i'm glad that at least it's taking home one of the best aspects of the film because i thought the production design in this film was excellent so we we shall see how accurate we are on that one but i feel confident on that that's going to go home to make uh next up best makeup and hairstyling we have emma hillbilly hillbilly elegy ma rainey's black bottom mank pinocchio tom i'll start with you on this one what do you have i'm gonna go with ma rainey's black bottom yeah i am on the same boat i do think that pinocchio is the spoiler because it has sometimes it's not just about uh sometimes they they vote for the most makeup and i think pinocchio does that does have the most makeup on there uh Jorge, what do you have on here no, I have my Ma Rainey. I actually wish Pinocchio would win. I think it's the actually the best makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have the most, but it's also the most impressive. Like yes. you've seen the movie and you see the kid and you're like, is this real or is this like animation? You know, like that wooden look is like really crazy. Um, obviously, Ma Rainey is very good makeup. Um, in terms of my predictions, I do think it's Ma Rainey, but I'm hoping that Pinocchio pulls out an upset there. Yeah, that would be a fun one too because it would be, I think that's a slow nomination, right? Uh, no, it has the costumes. Oh, has the costume. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to best international feature film. Nominees are Another Round, Better Days, Collective, The Man Who Sold the Skin, and Cavillus Aida. So I I think this is a little bit easier than it you know than some have said because Vinterberg is in director. I think Another Round pretty much has this in the bag. I agree. Did you have you seen Another Round, Tom? I loved Excellent. another round. Excellent. Loved what, it. I can't rave about this film enough. One of my favorite. I actually, I think it may be my favorite ending of the year. The dance. Oh the my dance, god, it's yeah. fantastic! Mads uh, Michelson will yeah. do anything. Yes, for sure. Uh, what about you, Jorge? What do you think? I had it in my top ten movies of the year as well. I think it's going to win. I think that. I mean, if there's any doubt, you know, you look at the best director nomination. The other members of the Academy are going to look to that. Um, you know, it is maybe the most accessible of the movies to them. They, they love that sort of European style movie. Um, yeah, I think that's going to win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I guess I'd wonder if Collective, because it has the best documentary nomination, you know, but, you know, I think Best Director Trump's best documentary. Oh, yeah. so. And do you think, I mean, we'll get to it when we talk about actor. Do you think Madge was number six? Uh, maybe. I mean, it was sort of a strange year for actors. So, I, yeah, probably. I mean, in I, I could see that in in an ideal world, I'd want to say Delroy was number six, but uh, we know how that panned out. I, <laughs> this I, award season, I I would have been so on board with that category fraud of him going supporting. I think we spoke about it back in June when we when we, we first did. saw the movie, and I'm like, I I think if he goes supporting, he has a really good shot to win. And I think it would have been more of a race with him and Kaluuya if he would have gone supporting. I agree with you. Um, let me ask a question, guys. Is there one international feature film that is missing from the list that you wish wasn't? For me, I really loved Two of Us, which was France's um, submission about the two uh, lesbian women, uh, old elderly lesbian women who have a secret relationship. I thought that movie was incredibly moving and incredibly well made. I think for me... I'd actually go with La Llorona. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. Just for the fact that... I'd say... Go, go ahead, go Hoda. Ahead. 
I was just going to say, there's three missing for me. Like, Chile's movie, The Mole Agent, is better than at least two of the movies in that list. Um, the Llorona, La Llorona is better, I think. It's cool. It's different. It's timely. It's imaginative. And Mexico's I'm No Longer Here. All three Latin oh, American yeah, films, not... I thought, were, like, above and beyond some of these nominations. And I, I think it's very strange that they have this, like, sort of European tilt here that's so hard to shake. I'm not... Obviously, Another Round is a good movie, um, but they they seem to like those movies so much better there. I guess maybe it's the people who volunteered it to do the the shortlisting, but it's very strange to me that they just sort of don't like Latin American movies. And it's funny because La Llorona did so well during the season. It was getting everywhere, and then when it missed on yeah, Oscar Morning, I was actually surprised that it missed. And I, 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 was ready to, I was ready to glow. We have a horror film as an international feature nominee. That's such a great get and then it didn't happen it was kind of very disappointing uh next up film editing this one has been felt went from very easy to i don't know if it's it's one or the other so nominees are the father nomadland promising young woman sound of metal or the trial of the chicago seven so i i think i for months i was like oh yeah this is if trial of chicago seven gets one it's going to be this and now Sound of Metal has picked up a lot of steam over the last few weeks. So I think I'm going Sound of Metal. That's what I think. What about you, Hoded? Yeah, it's tough, right? I mean, I, for me, when it's tough, I say, okay, process of elimination, what has like editing, you know, the father. Okay. I mean, the editing is important, but no, you know, Promising Young Woman, probably not. So it's like, okay, well, there's best picture. But, you know, that doesn't match that often. I mean, it matches sometimes. And I don't think Nomadland has particularly showy editing. So, right. Sound of Metal, you've had something like Whiplash win. I mean, it's not the same kind of movie, though. But um, so Trials of Chicago 7 has a lot of back and forth scenes. Uh, it's close for me right now. I'm actually leaning Trials of Chicago 7, but, okay. you know, up, up in the air. Yeah, I think you have if if you're still thinking, if someone is still thinking of predicting Trials of Chicago 7 in picture, you should have it winning another. I think it's only. I think there's only been three films, and they're all in the 1930s that won Best Picture, and that's it. So if you're still thinking it that has a chance of winning Picture, and some are, I would say this is its chance to get at least another award. But yeah, I'm right now. I'm with Sound of Metal. We'll see what happens at the end of the week. Uh, next up, Best Documentary Feature: Collective Crip Camp. The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and Time. Uh, and Tom, I know you didn't ask, but what's missing here for me is Boy State. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved Boy State. I, it was, I think it was my favorite documentary of last year. It was so, so good. Uh, but from the options that we have and with the way the season is going, My Octopus Teacher I th- is my prediction to win documentary feature. I recently saw it a few weeks ago. I didn't really like it too much. No, me either. I, I haven't I, seen it. I don't. I don't. I don't get. I really don't get it. I don't get the hype. Very strange. I mean, it's it's one of those things like where some of these races sometimes with the feature, you know, documentary or whatever, international are very strange. What people decide is the thing, and like as you said, I mean, it's won everything. So you'd be very, very dumb not to predict that. I don't. I think it's maybe the worst one of all five. You know, I think Chile is way better. <laughs> um, I love the Mole Agent. I'm just a big fan of that movie. The Romanian movie is very interesting. 
Um, I have no idea what people see in my Octopus yeah. future, but I mean, there's, no, there's no question that's what I'm marking on my ballot to predict. If there is an Same up- with me only because of the trajectory it's had. Yeah. If there is an upset, what do you think it is? I talked to a couple of Academy members. I mean, two is nothing out of 9,000 or whatever, but they both really liked the mole agent. So I'm just going to say because of that, the mole agent, and because I love it so much. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm admitting my bias very openly. Just right <laughs> my number two. And Tom, do you have anything on your end? No. <laughs> All righty. Next up, another one that I thought was going in one direction early in the season. It's a, Definitely went in the complete opposite. Best cinematography. Nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah. Sean Bobbitt finally getting his nomination, which I love. Eric Messerschmitt for Mink. Dariz Woloski for News of the World. Joshua James Richards for Nomadland. And Fidon Pup Michael for Charlie Chicago 7. This one is Joshua James Richards. And it's... Agreed. uh, Jorge. You agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, yeah, the cinematography I, in that movie is incredible. Yeah, it's it's very it's it's I would say the best part of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I I thought this was something that Mank was going to have very early on in the season. It's the most showy cinematography of the of the five, I think. But I I there's no there's no denying no Melan cinematography is fantastic. It uh, might actually be you know Charles uh, sorry Mank might actually be the most like technically impressive and complex but do they understand that you know yeah it goes it goes in line with i know we're, we're gonna get to sound uh in a little bit but that's kind of how i feel with the sound of the film of, of mank i think mank sound is really impressive obviously sound of metal what that movie did is you know pretty incredible too and we'll get to why i think mank is so impressive with his sound in a bit uh next up best animated feature is, I'm not even going to go through the nominees. Is there anyone picking anything but Soul? Soul, nope. Soul, Soul. Nope. It's the it's soul. soul winner. Haha, ha, get ha, it. Ha. <laughs> I, and I happen to not like Wolfwalker, so this is even no question for me a slam dunk for Soul. I, I love that film. Jorge, do you have funny. anything else but no. Soul? No, I don't. It's, it feels like, doesn't it feel like this category is always like the slam dunk of the, of the night? Yeah. yeah. In some ways, it's always just like the obvious picture movie. I had, I had a nerd. Uh, I think it was twenty. Yeah, it was twenty eighteen. Yeah, twenty eighteen going into twenty nineteen. I uh, when Spider when Spider Verse came out, it was one of my favorite films of the year. But I was so nervous that they just wouldn't do that, and it would just go Pixar. So that even though it felt like a slam dunk, that's the one year recently that I was like, okay, are they really, mm. really going to do this? And then last year really wasn't that straightforward, right? Because we had Klaus and we had Toy Story 4. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> Klaus? No. I never oh, Toy Story that. 4 all the way. Come I mean, on. I love I think, Toy Story 4. I love that much more I mean, I Klaus. think people sometimes tell themselves that it's like a race. But, like, <laughs> we, get, we get bored with how boring some of these are. But I, I don't think there's been a surprise there since maybe Big Hero 6. And, I mean, some people saw that coming. And that's been a long time. And that was a fun one, too. I, I, I yeah. really enjoyed Big Hero 6. Yeah, I think I left film Twitter manipulate me last year with the whole plow stay <laughs> now dave you and i early on we were thinking that soul was going to make its way into best picture. did you start changing your mind um i think when the body switch happened during the movie is when i changed my mind <laughs> okay 
I was like, okay, it's deep. The movie does have rich themes and it's very deep, but I that's when I was like, okay, mate, it's this isn't going to be like Inside Out where it got into adapted into original screenplay or adapted screenplay. Um original, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, this isn't going to be one of those, but it's still an excellent. For me, it's still in the top 12 Pixar even and they're rich of great films. That's kind of when I'm like, okay, I think it's time to take it out of uh out also, of my everybody tent. saw it. Everybody saw it. Um, uh, you know, to the extent people see these, nobody saw, you know, nobody saw Wolfwalkers. I'm sorry, they just didn't. <laughs> you know, um, Onward isn't that good. And the um, uh, the Chinese one is, you know, it's on Netflix, but I, I'm not sure people saw that. So Yeah, I saw, uh, you're talking about Over the Moon? Over the Moon, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I liked the song more than I liked the entire movie. So that's kind of where <laughs> what the impact that one left on me. Uh, yeah. All right, so yeah, sold. This should definitely be an easier one. Next, next up, best costume design. We have Emma, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mulan, and Pinocchio. Uh, I have Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. This this one seems like it could be slam dunk. I think it's been winning almost everything, right? Well, Mulan won at the Costume Designers Guild. Oh, um, did they? So did, well, both, oh. Of them, both of them did. I mean, it's a different category. Okay. Uh, I had him already as Black Bottom until that. I actually wonder if Milan could win. It's not its only nomination. Again, you know, a recognizable movie. Um, Ma Rainey, they're going to... Uh, maybe. I mean, it's tough. This one's tough. I mean, they're going to say, look, they're probably going to give it one, maybe two Oscars, maybe three, you know, Makeup and Chadwick and Viola. Like, are they going to give this movie five Oscars? Uh, maybe, but um, without a Best Picture nomination? I mean, of course it could happen, but... Uh, Five five Oscars out of Best Picture nomination would be strange. So I'm wondering whether here they'll say, "Look, Mulan. I mean, it's gorgeous." Um, or you know, they might just go for something like Mank. Emma, right? It's like, or Emma. Yeah, maybe yeah. It, this one's tough for me. This one is really tough for me. I think Pinocchio's out of it, um, uh, but I think anything else has a shot. I'm actually right now putting Mulan. Um, you know, I there's been a lot of interviews with the costume designer. I interviewed her. She's been doing the circuit a lot. Um, and she's impressed people with, I think she said they designed 6,000 costumes. And so to the wow. extent that, yeah. And you know, the Marvin's black bottom person did not design 6,000 costumes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a very so closed insular film. Yeah. So the extent people are reading that and their publicists are doing a good job, um, getting that out because they've like called everybody and their mothers to like interview the, the person, um, whose name I'm just not going to be able to pronounce correctly because it's German. Um, but you know, there's been a lot, you know, and every website has an interview with her and, and they highlight that. And I think if voters are reading that, there's going to be a lot of votes are going to come to Mulan. So, you know, don't listen to me, but that's that's my pick. Um, Mulan is my pick. No, that's a, that's a great that's a great pick. You make a good point with the are we really going to give Mulan? I mean, Ma Rainey's five Oscars without a Best Picture nomination. And that's kind of what's helped me make my decision in a later category when it comes to how many Oscars are actually going to give Ma Rainey without a Best Picture nominee nomination, which still baffles me. If they loved it that much, if they loved it that much, wouldn't have had a Best Picture nomination, right? That's the way that I yep, think it. If I they agree. all loved it that much, yeah. Because I, 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 I've been seeing online and, and I think it's laughable when they're like, oh, but if it was a year of 10, it would have gotten in. Well, if, it, if they loved it that much, it should still have gotten in. Yep. And that's kind of where my mindset is on that one. So that's a, that's a good point. I mean, I, I like that Mulan uh, pick it's uh, very inspired, and I think this is another category that goes out there sometimes because remember a couple of years ago with uh, Fantastic Fantastic Beasts. So that you, yeah. So the thing here, I you know I 
look, the way I always predict categories, I always do this and it doesn't work for all of them. But first, I always look, is there a Best Picture nominee, right? A Best Picture nominee can do well, but then, you know, there's those years like Fantastic Beasts. So here it's Mank that's the Best Picture nominee. And it's, you know, possible. I think that one's very possible. Um, but it's Swan. And so the other ones, yeah, you, you look for, you know, Showy and... Um, it is a weird category to predict. I think that that's one example. And I, there's others there where they go different directions. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a fun one to watch. For sure. All right. Next up, best sound. We have Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. Um, I mentioned before, like, why I love the sound design of Mank is I, I my wife and I are very, very into old movies, movies from the 30s, the 40s, deep. and the sound design on Mank, as soon as I started watching that film and the authenticity that it makes you feel like you're watching a movie from the 30s really stuck with me throughout the entire film. Sound of Metal is great, and it would be a deserving winner. I'm not saying it wouldn't, but that's why I, out of the five, Mank has always stuck with me since I've seen it as my favorite sound of the year. Uh, Tom, what do you have here? But my pick is Sound of Metal. I don't... I don't know. I, I can't see how anything can uh, outbest Sound of Metal. I mean, the way that they, toward the end of the movie, when he gets the surgery yep. and he starts hearing things. I mean, I, I don't even know how. It, that's a, It's an incredible feat, what they did yep, and what I, they were able to do. I, I agree. I do think Sound of Metal is going to win. Jorge, what about you? I mean, it says sound in the name. Yep. Right. <laughs> it says sound in the name. That I, no one's going to change my my prediction on that. Whether Mank is better or not, you know, it's certainly a good. You know, we could have a very fun debate about that. Yeah, of course. But in terms of my prediction, I, it says sound. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm predicting that. How anyway. do you How do you guys feel before we move on about this? The one category. Do you think? Do you like it, or do you think this would have brought at least two winners, two different winners, <laughs> or sound? Would a sound of metal have won both? Is my question. Probably. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, mixing maybe, maybe not. You know, maybe something like Mac with more music. But I, you know, I don't like the elimination of categories. Obviously, I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of us who've been watching the Oscars for a long time don't like it when they change our things that we love. Yep. Um, I don't see, you know, if they're changing it because of ratings or because of like the show's too long. Like that's not, like, that's not how you change it. Right? Yeah, it's not valid. <laughs> That's well. It's just not. That's just not going to work. So you're, if that's the reason you're changing it, you're an idiot. And if you're running the Oscars and you're an idiot, I'm like, okay, that's not a good thing. Um, I mean, if you actually think that merging those two categories is going to make your ratings go up, again, you're an idiot. That's not what's going to happen. Um, and you're not recognizing like the editors and the mixers. So just to you know, to put it bluntly, I, I don't like the change. Yeah, I I agree with both of you there, and I think. The ratings are going to drop anyway. I think these this year is going yeah. to be the worst ratings that they've ever had. It's it's yeah, if Golden Globes sure. are any indication. Yeah, the ratings are going to be terrible. No one's going to be like, oh, they don't have two sound categories. Maybe I'll tune in this time. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they're going to continue to go. I think Oscar. I mean, it's still a very highly rated show, but there's other options now. People don't just have the Oscars to watch on a Sunday night. They have Netflix. They have all this, all these other things that's going to watch. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think the Academy needs to consider expanding categories, not getting rid of, you know, yeah. there's no stunt category. There's no casting yeah. category. I'm dying for them to add an ensemble. Like, I, I I think that would do really well at the Oscars. But no, we we're getting, you know, we got most popular film for about two weeks before they decided to uh, get rid of that. 
Uh, best original score, The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, and Soul. Does anyone have any other spoilers outside of Soul? No. Nope. Trent, 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 baby. Yep, we can <laughs> we can move on from there. That one's relatively easy. Uh, this this one's not easy for me, at least. Best original song. So we have Fight for You. We have Hear My Voice, Husevic, ELC, and Speak Now. So my my brain is telling me Speak Now, but my brain is also telling me they didn't really love One Night in Miami that much. Do they want to give Diane Warren one? But for me, if if I had a vote, it would be Husevic because it's the only move, it's the only song that's actually within the content of the movie and plays an actual factor to the end of that movie. And it's a it's a dope dope song. It's a banger. It's definitely Wait, I a banger. I thought the One Night in Miami song was the one he sings. I think no. Is it no? I think I'm not a hundred. I don't think so. I uh, could. Okay. I, I I don't know for a fact. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I, I could have sworn that was in it. I thought that was at the during the credits. Yeah, I think it's the credits. Okay. The song that that uh, Leslie sings as Sam. I think. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't think it's that. Well, if other people are confused like I am, that might help it. I think the problem with the <laughs> problem with a Husevic song is that you know that's a film Twitter thing. Um, yeah, oh, they're, I agree. they're a little more snobby still. I mean, I know there's newer people that are not as snobby, but. Eurovision, you know, American voters mostly think poorly on Eurovision as a show. Um, Sulk nomination, I don't think so. I, I would be very surprised. I think that's something that people have invented online, but, you know, maybe I'll be wrong. You know, Sophia Loren's movie, I mean, Diane Warren, I mean, her name's not on the ballot. So they, they've they rejected her 12 times or whatever, 12 or 13 if her name were on the ballot, maybe um, I would love to see her win. I think she's, I think it's ridiculous. She's just never won. I just don't see it. I think it, I, I actually do think it is going to be one night in Miami because, um, you know, there's, I mean, there's the understanding that it's, that he sings and that it's the same, you know, um, I guess it didn't work out for Mary J. Blige the year that she had this sort of double nomination, but right. I feel like I, I know that did not work out, but I just feel like that's what could lead him. Uh, to the top. I, this is a very strange year for this category, so I actually have no idea, but that's what I'm picking right now. Do you guys think, because it seems the Academy really loved Judas, that Fight yeah. for You could be an option? Yes, no, that, that's, right. that's actually my pick. Interesting, okay. I think because it did, it did well at the Grammys, right? That song won at the Grammys. Yes. So that's kind of what's where I'm like, okay, maybe they love Judas that much, we can go there. This is, I, I'm going with Speak Now, but it's definitely not as easy as uh, other years because i think usually this is one of those categories we know by now what's what's winning i think judas is a smart pick like years where it's been confusing and it's not clear what's going to win like i remember the year of sam smith and everyone's like oh diane warren or blah, blah blah and i'm like no sam smith he's on it's a james bond movie i don't you could look up the year but like no, it's 2017 yeah, I don't remember what the other nominees are, but what I remember from it was just from looking at the other nominees, I think it was like that documentary where Lady Gaga and Diane Warren had a song. And it's like, OK, no one's heard of these movies. No one has, you know, these movies do not do well. So, you know, uh, James Bond is like a known category, a known quantity, sort of how I was thinking about visual effects. When you have something that's not that to me, when you have something that's not that clear, they're going to pick the one that they know the most. So I feel like that's going to put Jude, that is going to give Judas a really good shot as well. Yeah, I I like that. And my mistake, the wow, it's been seven, it's been six years since Writings on the Wall. That was twenty fifteen. 
Yeah, and, and, and what were the other nominees? I mean, it, I don't think it was anything that was like from a major movie, so it's kind of like a default pick. Yeah, let me. Look, I'm actually curious now. I'm going to look that up while while we're while we're chatting about it. While you're looking that up, I have a question for you. Do you think had James Bond come out, do you think Billie Eilish yes. would have been a nominee? Yes. No, yeah, not a nominee. She would have won. I can tell you, you she. So? Yeah, I think she. I think she would win. I does. Um, Jorge, I know I I saw it and you saw it. Does In the Heights have anything original? Or it's all. I don't From know. The, I bet they they typically put something original in there, but I don't know. Because I I'm think I'm I'm thinking if Lynn has an original song in there, that's her competition next year. If not, I think she she's going to she should be winning next year. Hold on, I, I will I, they consider it even though the song has been officially released? Yeah, I guess so, right? Because it's about the movie, not not necessarily the song. Yeah, and oh, the I don't know how that rule is going to work. That's a good question. Because the song came out literally right after the Oscars last year, right? Yeah, yeah. So look, <laughs> look at the look at the look at the list the year that Sam Smith won. It was Fifty Shades of Grey. Nope. Okay, no, they're not going to give an Oscar to that. <laughs> the Hunting Ground, right? The Lady Gaga one. Yeah, Racing Extinction from uh, you know Manta Ray from Racing Extinction. I remember nobody saw that movie. And Simple Song Number Three from You. <laughs> it was one of those years where it's like, no, none of this is going to win. It's going to be Spectre. It was uh, so obvious. I don't know. You know, to me, this year is not as obvious because there's a couple. I mean, you know, the Trial of the Chicago Seven is the Best Picture nominee, but I would, I would just be very surprised to see something like Eurovision win yeah. when you have like, you know, like recognizable titles there. And the same goes for Diane Warren, unfortunately. And I, I'm one of those. I actually do like the Sam Smith song. I, for some reason, that move, that song gets a lot of hate. I, I actually really, really dig it. But I love Sam Smith, so that's that's a. Uh... Uh, I'm biased there. But yeah, moving on to Best Original Screenplay. Uh, nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, Emerald, all day, every day. You think so? Emerald, all day, every day. I think the globe... I think... I'm very biased, as you know, Tom. <laughs> but um, the WGA win, the BAFTA win. I think the big thing with... Uh, before we go to Jorge, I think the big thing that the Globes love Sorkin, and I think that's where that win lies. Okay, because that's my pick. I don't know. I mean, that's my that, number that, two. That's, that's my hard, number two. That's a hard story to write, and you know, yeah, I don't know. Jorge, what do you have here? I have no idea. I really don't. I'm very confused by this one. Um, I'm trying to get... I love Promising Woman, one of my favorite movies of the year, trying to get my... Uh, buys away. Chicago Seven seems like an obvious choice, but they—I think they do understand Sorkin has that Oscar. Um, I guess it's adaptive, but you know he has a writing Oscar. Um, I, Minari, I think, is a you know respected movie. I mean, we'll get to supporting actress, but I think they're going to want to give it something. Uh, right now, I'm just going to say Promising Young Woman because you know they also have to give it something, maybe or want to. But really close call. Really, really close call. For me, I think this... I'm picking Promising Young Woman because I'm picking another category with this film. And I think if if they're going to coincide this year, I think. But we'll see. Uh, I know where you're going with that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> dude, I think, when we get to, I think when we get to that category, I think it's all... We can throw any stat out the window. It's just what we think at this point. Um... Next up, Best Adapted Screenplay, uh, Borat's subsequent movie film, 
The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. So, fun stat. If Nomadland wins and Chloe wins here, and Promising Young Woman win and Emerald wins here, it would be the first time in Oscar history that adapted an original went to females. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's a, that's why, even though The Father has started picking up a little bit of steam, I am still going with Nomadland here. What do you What do you have, Tom? I'm going to go with Nomadland, but I wish it would actually go to One Night in Miami because I think that the fact that that movie is based on a fictional meeting, um, again, I think that's a hard story to tell. And I think Kem Powers did a really good job doing that. But I think it's going to go to Nomadland. Hoder, what about you? I actually agree with that. That's a really good point. Um, I think if you look at the, like the script itself, One Night in Miami is the best one. I mean... I yep. don't think of Nomadland as a script movie. No, I mean, like, yeah, do, they I even, do, do they even talk? <laughs> right, <laughs> like Fern and, says, like three words, maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put that as my prediction, but I don't think anyone should be surprised. Every once in a while, you know, we all predict like the sort of easy, obvious choice because it's the best picture front runner, or because it has all the precursors, or whatever. And every once in a while, they actually select the actually best one. Um, whether it's like Lincoln and production design or, or some weird surprise that they come up with. And this could be the one where they actually pick the best one. But yeah, I, I'm going to predict, I'm going to predict Nomadland. And I do agree with you guys. I do think One Night is the best of that five. So, uh, but yeah, Nomadland for me, I think they want to, if they're even thinking about that, they probably see that they have a chance to do some, make a lot of history. Oh, yeah. It's an easy headline to grab. For sure. Next up, supporting actress, a category I thought was a dumpster fire about two weeks ago, and it's pretty straightforward now. Uh, Maria Bakalova, Borat's subsequent movie film, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Colman, The Father, Amanda Seyfried, Mank, and Yu Jo Jung from Minari. I have... This is YJ. Yep. I think... Uh, Sag and BAFTA kind of helped out a little bit here. Uh, Jorge, what do you have here? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not that sure as everyone else is. I still think Amanda has a shot. I mean, oh, I really, I, from me, yeah. from your from oh, your mouth you from your that. from your mouth to all the Oscar voters' ears, man. <laughs> you know why? Because she was the first one, and sometimes yep. that just sticks. You know, sometimes we, again, you know, we look for stories. We're like, oh, it's this and it's that and we're bored and and we want to say it's not predictable. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to predict uh, Yoo Jung uh, Yoon, but um, I probably said that wrong. But I think Amanda might might do it. I mean, I'm trying to figure out which movie was seen the most. Mank has a lot of support on it. You know, I, I think it's closer than you guys think. I don't I- think it's done for at all. I would. I'm. Do you think there's any world Maria gets it? You know, I was just talking about that yesterday. I think the answer is no. Like comedy, I there. agree. I mean, it's been a while, isn't it? I think it's the movie's only nomination. Um, uh, adapt, adapt a screenplay. Screenplay, oh, yeah, screenplay. There's two. Yeah, screenplay. Um, I, I don't think so. I mean, she's very good, but it's also very irreverent. Um, I, I, I think her nomination's a political statement more than anything else. I you know I I want Glenn Close to win. I think it's criminal over how overdue she is, but she's not going to. So, I think for this movie, I don't think I, I'm not I'm not no. a big Hillbilly Elegy fan. So no, people didn't like this movie. This is, she's not going to win. She's not going to win. I it's, it's I think it's between those two. You know, 
Amanda and and Marie, and uh, and you and you know Minari. Yeah, and I love I love YJ, but if if Amanda wins, I'm I will be very happy on my couch next week. I um I think do, Glenn, Dave. Do we know how how far away is Sunset Boulevard from? Actually I was actually I was actually about to mention. I think Glenn is going to do her damnedest to get Sunset Boulevard in, so she can uh so she can win for that. I think that that could do it for her, but she does have two movies coming out this year. So we shall we shall see if those are anything. Um, but yeah, I think I have YJ here, and we'll see what happens if there's a spoiler. Supporting actor: Sacha Baron Cohen, Toronto the Chicago Seven, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, and uh, Lakeith Stanfield, <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah. So I guess Jesse Plemons is the lead of that movie. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with Daniel Kaluuya and I will just say that I think Lakeith Stanfield spot belonged to, uh, um, God, now his name is escaping me. Who played Muhammad Ali? Um, Oh, really? Yeah. I would, I actually, man, I'm, I'm a stand for this movie. I really liked on the rocks, Bill Murray, man. Just give him that five spot. I just, just, Oh yeah. You really wanted him in there. I really wanted my pick is Daniel. And yeah, I have Daniel here. I think uh, uh, to use a quote Jorge used before, I think film Twitter is trying to make this uh, category split between Daniel and Lakeith a thing. I think it's Daniel all day here. No, it's Lakeith. It's, I'm sorry, it's Daniel. It's not yeah, even close. Not even close. I mean, it's category fraud, but it is him. Oh, I agree. It is. I agree. Lakeith is lucky to even get us. I mean, his name, his name hasn't been anywhere this award season, right? Before this? When lead. <laughs> He'd been campaigning as lead the whole season. Right, yeah, but he hadn't gotten an actual nomination no. until this, right? Yeah, no. I, mean, that, I mean, that doesn't bother me. That does, You're right, that doesn't bother me. That happens, right? Marina de Tavira did it. People do it. What bothers me is the category fraud. I, I mean, I, this one's really bad, in my opinion. How is there no lead? No, that's true. I agree. All right, so moving on to Best Actress. Actually, I'll skip that one. I think that one's going to have conversations. Uh, (laughs) Best actor in a leading role. uh, Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins, The Father. Gary Oldman, Mank. Steven Yoon, Minari. So, um, I think it's Chadwick. I don't think the BAFTA win really meant anything. I'm I'm glad Anthony Hopkins got some recognition. I will say that. But I think this is Chadwick. Uh, Tom, what do you think? Yeah, I think it was criminal. yeah, it it Chadwick. It has to be Chadwick. Jorge, what about you? What do you do? You think uh, Chadwick. Anthony Chadwick? No, no chance. I think the question would be in my mind if Kaluuya had been nominated there, who would have won? I still think Chadwick, but I would have loved to see that race. Um, but it's Chadwick. Yep, I I agree. Uh, I'm still gonna skip uh, actress and do director because this is <laughs> this is uh, another easy one. So. Best Director, Thomas Vinterberg, Another Round, David Fincher, Mank, Lee Isaac Chung, Minari, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, and Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman. Uh, quick stat, uh, Chloe Zhao has 49 director wins this season. If she wins the Oscar, when, holy shit! when she wins the Oscar, it'll be her 50th when? win. And I think she would become the winningest director in, a, in an Oscar season in history. Wow, good for her. Good for that's her. In part, that's in part because there's more awards now, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, does it, yes, I think it's Chloe. 
No one has Jorge, no one else but Chloe, right? I'll take that as a resounding no. All right, moving on to best actors. Oh man, here we go. So nominees are Viola Davis, Mario. Sorry, Mar- there was a parade of motorcycles outside my window, and I didn't want to put them in your podcast. No, no worries. <laughs> no worries. It's definitely Chloe. Definitely Chloe. Yep. All right, best actors: Viola Davis, Andre Day, the United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, No Man Land, Kyrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. All right, let, well, let's talk this out here. Um, do we agree Vanessa Kirby's the five? Yeah. Yes. All right, cool. Who do you... I? Oh, man. I don't have Francis because she, I don't think they're going to... I don't think this is going to be her third. I, think, I don't think no, so either. Nobody has it. Nobody has three. Only Catherine Hepburn has Meryl, four. Meryl, no, right? Yeah, Catherine no, Hepburn. Has, Meryl has no, three. Meryl has a supporting. Meryl yeah, so supporting. Oh, right. So Catherine Hepburn has four leads. That's no. the only person. Yep. They're, well, in the, the the women, right? I mean, Daniel Day Lewis has three leads, but yep. in the women category, in the, in the actress category, it's only, only Catherine. No, there's no way. I mean, that would be crazy. And especially for, I mean, I love her in this, but not for. I don't think for this. So I'm crossing her out here. Andre Day, I, I don't, I don't see that happening. I mean, people have. I don't been tra- know, man. That's my oh. pick. Oh, don't! Oh my God, man! I, I can't see. Viola Davis. She's really good. I mean, Andre Day's really She's good. I'm not really I'm not, good. I'm not picking her, and I don't. You know, they don't. They when they do something like that, they do it in supporting. Yep. Um, so I'm not going to pick her, but I would not. You know, for, first of all, I would not be disappointed if she won. She's very good. She's very deserving. I'm not picking her, but it's it's a close call. And then the Viola Davis argument that we can make is the fact that she won SAG, but SAG loves her. I think that was her sixth SAG award. So that's that. And then Carrie, she has she has Best Picture with her, but so does Francis. The only two that have Best Picture nominees nominations are. Francis and Carrie. She has Critics Choice. I think she's going to have um, uh, Emerald winning original screenplay. I, I know this is probably nothing. She just did SNL, and that could give her a little boost too. I'm just going to ride, go with my heart here, and I have I have Carrie Mulligan. I I just think it's my favorite performance of the year. So, So I guess we know what Tom picked, but I, I'm 50-50 on those two. I'm struggling. I'll probably switch. I have Viola now. They do like her a lot. Yep. It's a lead uh, Oscar for her, and I think they want to recognize her. Um, they know, I think they know very well there's only been one African-American woman to win this. Yep. Um, I'm ha- I have Viola now, but I will switch it probably five times between now and Sunday. Yeah, and I think the, the reason, another reason I'll have Viola is the fact that I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you guys, I don't think there's ever been a situation where actress and actor has gone to two people that have not that are not in a Best Picture nominee. I don't think so. Uh, I guess oh. Coming Home was a, was Coming Home a Best Picture nominee? I can't remember the Vietnam movie where. Um, oh, but I, don't, I can't remember. Did that win Best Actress? I feel like that did. I'm John Voight. I'm checking that right now. Once. Me too. Yeah, there's just like, but I, I say we can throw sets out the window, and here I am. I'm trying to like find a way. So yeah, that actually no, that was dominated for best picture. 
So uh, John Boyd and Jane Fonda, did, okay. they did one, but they it was won, nominated. Right? But it was, win. yep, but it was nominated, yeah, it was nominated. for Best Picture. Yeah. So I don't, I it's, I don't think it's never happened. So that's what keeps pulling but me. But that doesn't Gary. matter to me so much, though. Yeah, but that doesn't matter to me. I mean, I feel like when they look at it, do they say, "Oh, well, it's not a Best Picture nominee, that's so I'm not going to give it to her"? You know, like I, I think that I think what that reflects is if it's not a Best Picture nominee, not as many people like the movie overall, but. In the Best Actress category, it's typically not a Best Picture nominee because Best Actresses are not in Best Picture nominees. Um, so I, that wouldn't stop me. That, so that that that's not that does not stop me from predicting Viola. And I also, think- Dave, yeah. let me say we talked before about like trying to get get the headline right. Like, yeah. think about it. If it goes to Viola or Andra, it's the first time. Is um, will it be the first time that? Not a single Caucasian person won first time, yeah. in one of the yeah, acting categories. Yeah, it would be the first time. Yep. Yeah. And if any year that you're going to make history like that, I don't know, is this the year? I think that helps. I do think that helps. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. This is, I think no one except Vanessa Kirby would shock us if they went on or on, on Sunday. I don't think anything would surprise us at this point. It's just, and I think this is, and now, no, this is actually a fact. This is the first time that we go into the Oscars and no one has more than one win. Right. Yep. Yeah, that that is cool. a fact. That's Which is, fun. And I will say, I don't know if you guys agree with me. This whole well, BAFTA, the new, the way they did their vote, the 12-person voting body thing that got the actors and actresses and all that stuff. I think Carrie gets in on normal you and she wins BAFTA. That's kind of my where I'm at. And I think if she wins BAFTA, I think we would have a different, we would be having a different conversation. Yeah, and there's a sense that Carrie's a great actress. They like her. She's been around. You know, she doesn't have an Oscar, so that's what pulls me back towards her. But Viola's so well respected. Yeah, I agree. Such a good and such a good performance. I mean, you know. And you know what's another another thing that a tra- I'm thinking of traje- trajectories. Like I know this reminds me of the the trajectory that Jennifer Lawrence and Amy Adams went on. So Jennifer, yeah, that's fair. So Amy Adams, so Carrie Mulligan is in that category right now. She can go into the Jennifer Lawrence category. She wins her Oscar here, and then she just gets all these Oscar-friendly roles and whatever. Then you look at Amy Adams, and it, outside of Arrival, because I think she's incredible in Arrival, she should have been nominated for Arrival, and that's another story for another time. But I feel like she hasn't, she hasn't really been close to winning at all and then j-law we could actually have the conversation for we had the conversation for about 15 minutes for american hustle that she may be lupita like she because she's jennifer lawrence and she and she was invited to the party i think that's where the trajectory that's on and i love carrie mulligan as an actress so i yeah man i'm just going if i'm wrong i'm wrong i'm going with carrie mulligan on this and i think this one i'm not going to change my mind on i'm going to ride her to the end on this is this uh, correct me is this carrie's first no, second. second. No, second. she had a second. A second. Yeah, her first is for an education. Okay, so I she actually should have, in my opinion, she should have been nominated for shame too. That's criminal, but that's again a different story for a different day. I um I agree hundred percent with you. But the bottom, but the but the bottom line though, from what you're saying, is that they like her, and you know she maybe didn't get the nominations, but they respect her. I think she's done well. Um, so that that certainly argues in her favor. Do you think? Uh, just to finish off on this this category. Do you think she's the best of the five, like performance wise? I know, no. I know you don't think so, Tom. I know we had that discussion. I, it's Andra for you. It's Andra for me. Okay. I'm, and I, I, I know the movie's not great, um, but her her performance, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. Honest to God. And what about you, Jorge? 
to me, it's between Andra and Carrie. I okay. think Carrie was my favorite performance. Um, and, and maybe part of the reason is because I was never a huge fan of her, like as, as much as other people are. And I was just blown away. But I do think Andra was a close second, very close second for me in terms of just quality. Um, because I just like Tom, I couldn't, you know, take my eyes off of her performance. It was incredible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but I'm still picking Viola. I, I, <laughs> I don't I don't trust them to pick the best. I don't they don't usually pick the best. They so don't. They don't. Not, not not in that, you know, not in the acting categories. Like some of the other Oscars, I think they, they will pick what looks like the best, at least um, from a layman's perspective. But the, the, the acting races are a popularity contest. I, Absolutely. I agree. All righty. We'll see what happens with this one. I, get, I, I suspect this will be the second to last category of the of the night. They're going to make us sweat this out yeah. to, the, to the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And then finally, best picture. Uh, nominees are... Nomadland, Minari, Mank, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Father, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, so the only stat I want to throw this in in your direction, and I'm picking Nomadland. I think you know that. I think we all may be in the same boat here, but the BAFTA stat is like really fucking with my head. <laughs> so. BAFTA has not predicted a Best Picture winner correctly since 12 Years of Slave. And that was how many years ago? 2012. Wow. No, 2013. No, almost 10 years ago. 2013, I apologize. Oh, okay. That just means they're due. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's I, another way to look at it, yeah. I have the father winning. No, I'm kidding. I don't even know. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think no, Madland is going to win. I mean, you'd be silly to pick anything else. If you predicted Parasite last year, good for you. You know, 1917 had picked one everything i mean could they surprise for sure but it, again it's kind of like my reasoning with amanda it's been from the beginning the one that's going to win and nothing has really happened that i've seen that says oh you know there's not been the backlash that you saw with la la land or, or whatever it's been the one from the beginning it was yeah. the first one to sort of put the stake on the ground and i think it just just with that just just to play devil's advocate here if there is a number two and something comes from the middle and wins, what do you think it is, Tom? Trial of the Chicago 7, unfortunately. Jorge, what do you think? Ditto with the unfortunately. I mean, I guess that's what would win, but is that movie, I mean, is that movie even that good? I don't think so. I mean, Mank's not going to win. It has the most nominations, but you know, it bores some people. I would love to see a promising young woman that's, surprise. That's my pick if it's not Nomadland. I think that's what comes out the Remember, it's it's uh... it's too subversive though. It's too subversive. It yeah, bothers I a lot agree. of people. It bothers a lot of people. It's my favorite. That's what I vote for. You know, that's what I voted for for Critics' Choice. Like that's my pick, but not no. It's it's not my land. Yeah. Do you think this would win on this has to win on round one of the voting to take it, or do you think it could it could win past round one? Because I I think if i could, if, no i think promising young woman has to win on, on wrong, wrong, wrong one right because it's divisive right some people just don't like the ending and it's subversive or whatever i think nomadland who dis I, do people actually dislike nomadland or like oh my god i hate that movie i don't think so no i think that wins on preferential and then i think and then this is the last year of this bullshit five or ten type of situation and next year we're going straight ten which is great uh so yeah i have i have nomadland you guys have nomadland i I will 
hope for a nice little shock of promising young woman but i i agree with you guys on on that and then yeah that wraps everything up on this two what is it almost year and a half season yeah and honestly i don't i don't know how we get back to uh, the normal schedule right because i mean next year we we already yeah they have to do march that's i was thinking the same thing actually i was wondering that they have to do march they have to they have to run it back slowly if they want to if they want to move it back to February. Do you think? Let me ask you well, guys, especially this. with all the movies that are, are delaying again, um, in hopes that you know cinema's cinema will be back in full swing by the fall. Do you guys think though that this really made a difference? Because I think the only movies that no, I think Judas no, and the Black. It helped yeah. the father, maybe it helped the father and Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. That's yep. it. That's about it. I did. I mean, I understand why they pushed it to April, but I, they could have adjusted him moved it back to march or bumped it up a little bit but well i think but i think part of the reason they moved it back is they wanted to be able to have a a, a more safe in-person ceremony right that wouldn't be looked at askance by people saying oh my god how are you getting all these people together on march 1st when you know no one's vaccinated you know what i think no one's going to criticize them for what they do on april 25th with people in person yeah i i agree all right guys and then just to finish up I I I have some I haven't done my list yet, but I just want to throw some movies out that I think may get some consideration next year. Just to see what you guys think. So, uh, I just saw it, and Jorge just saw it as well. I think In the Heights going is going to be a player next. I year. hope and probably so. wins the probably win the Globe for best musical. Yeah. I mean, I you know I don't look as far ahead as you do anymore because I just you it should. never works. But you can tell me if there's others that are obvious. But I feel like I guess maybe West Side Story. Um, yeah, that's another one that I have here. Uh, what this one could it's it's a uh, hit. Or, I think this could be hit or miss, but Nightmare Alley, the Guillermo del Toro movie. I know you've been big on that since for for a while. You and I have talked about that. Yes, I think miss. I think Guillermo misses um, as often as he hits. Yeah, that's I would agree. Agreed. With that. Well, uh, what about Adam McKay with Don't Look uh, Don't Look Up with Leo and Jennifer Lawrence? They seem to like Adam. Screams, screams Oscar bait. Yep. But they do like him. They love him now. Yeah. the The only other ones I'm thinking if if the, the it has no release date yet, but French French Dispatch. That's kind of, I mean, they they seem to have embraced West now with Grand Budapest Hotel. So if French Dispatch is any good, it's possible. Yeah, and then, but uh, it's one of those things like with Spike Lee, right? Like Spike Lee, yeah. had a pretty good movie out. But okay, we gave him something. Like we recognized him. You know, they like Wes, but they don't love Wes. He's not their favorite. He he won with Grand Budapest Hotel, right? Didn't he win the screenplay Oscar? So, or maybe maybe he didn't. But no, he, he won didn't. a couple of Oscars there. Yeah, uh, the 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 only other ones that I have here is Soggy Bottom, the PTA film that's coming out. Is that his final? No, I don't think so. No, oh, I thought he. Who's in it? Uh, it... oh my God, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son is the lead. Okay. Yeah, and then I, I just found. I mean, I, I guesstimated this may not happen, but they just uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is not going to be ready on time, so I'm not even going to consider that. What about Gucci, The House of Gucci? That yeah. looks interesting to me. That looks interesting to me. I mean, I, you know, I mean the, Diana, the also the Diana oh, Spencer story. I, yeah, yeah, yep. And then hopefully, I mean, I think Tom and I, you're, you're uh, we're more optimistic than most. But the Many Saints of Newark, I'm just, just, I'm hoping it's very good. But the direct director on board is what concerns me. But 
we'll we'll see what happens there. But uh, but yeah, that wraps everything no, up. No one. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No. No. Go I was ahead, just Jordan. gonna say no one. No one's. No one's really been able to predict a year out what's gonna win. And what what has happened over the last few years, I think, is that yeah. you see something that's like, you know, more. Uh, you know, there's Green Book, but no one predicted Green Book. I mean, what you've seen is like movies like Parasite, movies that are like, oh, okay, this is a little different, right? This is different. Yep. This is cool. There's a cool factor. It's very hard to see what that's gonna be because we might not even know that it's coming yet or it's just totally off the radar. So that's been the trend. And Green Book, you know, there's controversy over Green Book, but Green Book, nobody saw that coming um, no. before it was released, right? I mean, once it was released, then yes, right? Everyone understood it was going to be Green Book, but um, I don't think anyone was like a year away, oh yeah, Green Book's going to win. No, and I and I would actually, I agree 100% with you, and I think Parasite wasn't last year's what-the-fuck movie that came out of nowhere. I think that was Joker. <laughs> I don't think anyone expected yeah. Joker to do anything with what it, what it did. Yeah, no, that's fair. No, that's fair. And I mean, I enjoy the movie quite a bit, but definitely didn't expect anything but Joaquin love there. But uh, but Jorge, thank you so much for coming on today. Tom, thank you so much thanks for, for inviting jo- me. Thank you for joining. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, we will see what happens this this weekend. I'm actually very excited to see how they how the ceremony is going to look. Because Soderbergh keeps talking a good game about how uh, it's going to look so different compared to other Oscar ceremonies. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, keep a tally of what we predicted and see who does who does the best amongst the three of us. I'm not optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Between the three of us, we probably should get about 22 or 23 right. There's always one or two surprises. Yeah, I, I agree. I think last year was the closest thing I've ever gotten to perfect. I, I got fucked on two. The two that I got fucked on was director and picture. Oh my god, me you too. did really well same, last year. I had this. Oh my god, I didn't know that. I had this exact same ballot thing you did. Yep. I was like, this is going to be my 24, 24 year. I had all the short. I had everything. I had all the short. I predicted the the, the sound split correctly. I, I mean, that I, was that was kind of a, a, a luck a lucky pick because I was just like I couldn't decide, so I split them. And when it was after that, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to get 24. This is going to be my 24 year. That's exactly and what then I thought. Parasite came out of nowhere. I mean, I was very happy with the Parasite one, but I was like, damn it. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I was like, after the sound split, I had the same feeling. I'm like, oh my god, I think I'm going to do it. And then Bong wins, and I'm like, I, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> 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 oh man. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and then enjoy the Oscars, and then we'll be talking about the next season's oscar in about two weeks <laughs> yeah we will all right take care guys see you at the movie